Welcome to the Antioch Sheffield podcast. We are so glad that you can join us for today's message. For more information about Antioch Sheffield, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk. Good morning. Great to be here today sharing with you all, and um, I'm excited. I think I just have anticipation for what Jesus wants to do today, just since he is, he is on the move during worship, I just sensed his presence moving in our midst, and um, just want to encourage you to have expectant hearts this morning. Some of the things that you carried in with you, you're not going to carry out with you, because he's here, he's with us, he's here to minister to you, um, and it's going to be good. I'm excited. We um, are continuing our series on storing up oil, and before we kind of get into uh, some of the passages for today, as I was thinking about what to share on, um, I was reminded of a story having to do with our van. Now, our van, um, we have had it now, uh, we bought it just after my son was born, Liam, so, um, and we bought it used at the time, and uh, he's nearly 12, so we, we, we kind of refer to our van as being in the geriatric phase of its life, and uh, we never know if the next kind of breakdown is going to be the final thing for it, although it has done exceedingly well. But on this one particular occasion a couple years ago, um, I had gone on a walk with the kids uh, uh, in these nearby woods that was about a five-minute drive from our house, um, and it was kind of during autumn winter, so it was a bit cold, and we finished our walk and we'd come back to our van, and uh, you know, we were taking off all our muddy gear, but it was cold, so I turned uh, on the engine just to start warming the car up. And um, kind of a, a little ways away, there was a guy in a Land Rover, I don't know what he was doing there, but he, he, uh, he came over to me. <laughs> and um, he said, um, I'm a little concerned about the sound of your engine. And, uh, of course, me being not very in tune with what was going on, I hadn't noticed the sound of my engine. I had maybe noticed it was, like, sounding a little bit off, but hadn't been paying attention to it. And so he asked if he could look at the engine itself. So he, you know, popped up the, the, the front of it, and he was looking in, and he checks the oil. What oil? Like, nothing was <laughs> there at all. And um, he's like, this is... Uh, kind of serious. Um, you need to get oil right away for your car. Um, and think, I mean, he was very gracious to me, so he could have used this opportunity to shame me, and there was none of that. It was just genuine concern about my car. And he, and then he paused, and he's like, actually, I might have some. Uh, unbelievable, this even happened. And so he goes back to his car, and sure enough, pulls out this big bottle, starts like pouring some oil in, and um, basically was like, I think you still need more, but this should tie you over. Um, and I was, I was literally in shock that this was happening. And, you know, in retrospect, I even wondered if it was an angel that God had sent to save me from my engine seizing up and, and like that being the end of our, our, our car. And, um, you know, yeah, just this really odd miracle that happened for me on that day um, and the kindness of this man to come and recognize that my, that my car was needing oil and how important oil is to the functioning of the vehicles. And so um, unlike the, the man in that story, when we go back to the story of the 10 bridesmaids, um, that is a story where oil could not be shared. And so Todd talked, went into depth about that story, and I am going to touch on it a little bit just as a recap. Um, but 
the, the, the point of the story was that these ten bridesmaids were waiting for the bridegroom, Jesus, in, in the way is the analogy of it, but they're waiting for the bridegroom to come to their village. And they each have these oil lamps that they're meant to light the moment that he comes to the village and there's going to be this big celebration. But the bridegroom is delayed and they all fall asleep. And then we'll just pick up on verse 6 in Matthew 25 just to read a few verses of, these, of this um, story. So it says, At midnight they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom's coming! Come out and meet him! And all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. So we know that the five foolish ones could not enter into the party and the wedding feast because they were not prepared. And at first glance, this is kind of a strange story. Uh, but we know that when Jesus tells a story that seems a little bit strange to us and that doesn't make sense at first, it's always an invitation to dig a little bit deeper and find out what the meaning of it is. And so as Todd mentioned last week, this story is not a story about generosity. This is not about sharing oil. This story is about personal responsibility to check your own oil level. And as we said last week, oil in the Bible was always a symbol, a sign of God's favor and blessing. So kings would have oil poured on their heads first as a sign that they were marked by God and that God's spirit was going to rest upon them from that point forward. But in this story, the, with these bridesmaids, the oil is an analogy. It represents the presence of God, the presence of God. And when I'm talking about the presence of God, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this today. When I'm talking about the presence of God, I'm not referring to what we would understand as the omnipresence of God. God is everywhere, all the time. He's omnipresent. That's not the type of presence that I'm referring to. What we're talking about today is an active, personal connection with the Holy Spirit. An active, personal connection with the Holy Spirit. This is the type of presence that I'm referring to. Now listen, if you came over to my house, if I invited you over, and, um, and you decided to go upstairs, and I was sitting downstairs with my, you know, coffee in hand, waiting for you to talk to, it's like, I'd, I'd know that you were, like, up in the house, you know, but we wouldn't have a really great connection. I'd know you, that you were there, but it wasn't as though we were communi- communing with one another. So it's very different if you were to come downstairs, sit in the lounge, grab your coffee, and sat on the sofa, and we're talking with one another. And so that's kind of what this is like. It's like we know God's with us. We know the knowledge that he's he's everywhere. But do you have that personal connection with the Holy Spirit? And so that's what we're we're referring to today. And, And Jesus is telling his followers through this story, through this analogy, um, the importance of maintaining our oil levels and the, main, and the importance of maintaining that close connection with his spirit in our lives and how crucial it is. 
And actually, this, the tone in which he, he speaks and, the, and, and some of the wording that he uses is a warning, a warning to his followers because he's urging them, he's urging us to be prepared so that we have enough oil in our lamps to keep burning brightly because he knows that if we don't, that difficult things are going to happen. And he's warning us today. So it's like, you know, the Bible speaks to all of humanity, and, 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 and it speaks to us here in this moment, to Antioch Community Church, to you sitting in your chair. He's saying, check your oil level. Check your heart connection with me, and make sure it's not running too low. And there's this urgency, and there's this warning that he gives, because he knows if our oil tanks are empty, then our engines cease. <laughs> it was like that angel oil man who came <laughs> over to me, and he knew the sound of, a, of an unhealthy engine, and, and that mine was beginning to wheeze. And, uh, and Jesus knows the state of our hearts and souls, and he knows that, you know, if we were created to run on the fuel of his presence in our lives, we were created for intimacy like Adam and Eve had in the garden uh, before sin entered the world. It was unbroken connection with the Spirit of God, and we were created that for that. We were created to run on that fuel. And when we forget that, or we're not aware of it, or we just get bogged down with life, and we, we come to the end of ourselves, and then we, we need an intervention. And that happens. So this isn't just like for one person. We all, this all happens to all of us from time to time, doesn't it? So practically speaking, you know, let's just like kind of be real with what this looks like. When we do run out of oil, when our souls are depleted, it's as though we have lost heart. <laughs> it's as though everything's out of us. It's as, you know, it's easy to have weariness. It's easy to have uh, despair and just despondency. It's easy to have disillusionment. Uh, how many of us have experienced those things in the last couple of years? I'm having two hands raised because we have all felt that, you know, that, that lack of oil affects our mental health, our spiritual health, our emotional health, our relational health. It just affects everything. So, you know, when we think of even like what we've walked through with this pandemic, that alone... <laughs> being reason for why our oil levels in this, in this stage might be a little bit low. And we need to actually acknowledge, some of you have already done this, but we need to acknowledge the trauma and grief that we've all experienced in some way over the last couple of years. Um, COVID is like death by a thousand cuts, you know, it's just like Sometimes for some of us, it's been a really big thing, but other times it's just like this, 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 all these little things building up, building up, building up, and how has that impacted our soul? And just recognizing the anxiety levels that have escalated globally and how it's actually a new normal for us. <laughs> and we've got to remember that. We've got to remember all those different elements and name those places may, where maybe the resilience of like our confidence has dipped a little bit. So Jesus is urging us, go and buy oil. Go and store up oil so that I can restore your heart and so that you don't need to lose heart again. Go and buy oil so that your faith remains strong. 
and that you can keep standing firm. Go and buy oil so that you can enter into the fullness of my kingdom. You know, he's given each of us a specific purpose and mission and destiny. And sometimes we can forget that. And sometimes we just think, oh, we're just like, everything we do is so normal. I just have a normal job. And, and, and let, me, let me just say that, there is a, that there's a supernatural destiny wherever you are in life, that there's, not, there's no distinction between even uh, me being up on a platform and, and speaking from a minister's role and you working for the NHS. There's no distinction in the kingdom of God. We are all ministers of the kingdom, and we forget that at times, that, that what we carry is significant to the kingdom. And so all that to say, we need to be aware. Let's be aware of where our oil levels are at and if they've, they've dipped or if they're dipping and if it's time to uh, learn how to respond and, and, and learn how to respond more quickly. And, um, and what's interesting is that about three weeks ago, I was driving along and I got to a light and my oil light flickered. It didn't turn on. Like it wasn't like sustained on in front of me. It just was like and then turned off. And so I, I thought to maybe ignore it. And then I had this other thought going back a few years where a man had come to me, an angel oil man had come to me and, and uh, provided oil for me in that moment. And I was like, I'm not going to test that, you know, that, that, that thing again. And, and let's not assume angel oil man is going to just appear if I need him to. And so, um, so in, once we were, Todd was changing out a headlamp and I um, was like, I'm just going to check the oil put the dipstick in, like nothing, nothing. So I went and bought some oil, and a lot of it. And, um, and uh, I kept pouring it in, <laughs> I kept pouring it in, retesting it. I, uh, I'm embarrassed now. Okay, so I like probably put in, I don't know, three and a half liters, and then I was like, finally put the dipstick in, and finally it showed, like the oil level. I was like, what does this say about my capacity to remember to change oil? Th-? Anyways, so moving on. But the point, <laughs> the point being that... Um, I was, I was quick to respond uh, because I knew this is not something you mess with. And so, um, yeah. So there's this warning to check our oil. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Jesus is so good. And I just want to say, Jesus is so safe. And I think some of us need to hear that today. He's so safe in the way that he leads us and guides us. And when he issues a warning, it's because it is out of love for you (laughs) and care for you. And on the flip side of this warning lies always there is an invitation. You've got warning on one side and then you've got an invitation. Jesus gives us an invitation to know him more, to know him better through this opportunity of, of, of checking your oil and storing up oil. And Paul describes this opportunity, Paul describes this invitation perfectly in a prayer that he wrote in Ephesians 3. Some of you will know this well. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. And then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. I love that phrase. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and long and high and deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ 
though it is too great to understand fully, and then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So what is the invitation that Jesus is giving us? He's giving us an invitation to experience his love. As Paul writes in Ephesians 3, may you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. May you experience this love that is high and wide and long and deep, and may you dive deeper into it. May you know it more and more and more, though you will never understand it fully. That is his invitation. And, and this invitation to know his love and experience his love is one of the ways in which we store up oil. You know, going back to the title of our series and the parable of, these, of the bridesmaids, it's we can store up oil. We can go and buy oil by experiencing his love and making it a part of our lifestyle. So last week, Todd um, mentioned one of the ways, one of the many ways we can store up oil is simply to love Jesus, learning to simply love him. And today we're focusing on learning to experience the love of Jesus. And we're just going to take some time kind of for the the remainder of our time of, of what does that really mean? What does that mean to experience it? And I just want to say, this is a deeply personal invitation that Jesus is giving to you. And don't take that lightly. It's, it's so personal. And we have to heed his warning and, and take his, his, um, you know, his advice and respond to his invite. And, you know, going back to the car analogy, this is a little bit silly, but, you know, I can, like, read all about oil. I could Google how great is oil and what are the qualities of the best oil, but that doesn't impact my car, does it? You know, I mean, you can tell me how great your oil is and how, how well your car runs, and I could be like, wow, that sounds amazing. I wish I had some of that oil, but it won't affect my car, you know, and, and, you, and I could like, I could tell you how low my oil levels are, and I could maybe ask you to pray for my oil levels, and maybe they'll like lift up all of a sudden if you pray, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding here, you know where I'm going with this, you know, like I love prayer, I love the laying on of hands, there's a, there's a gift in that, but the, you get the point that I'm saying that we have to take responsibility, at some point, I have to go buy oil for my car, <laughs> I mean, I can't rely on your oil, and I can't rely on like, with the sound of oil and read about it, I've got to experience, my car has to experience this oil in order for it to work. And so when Jesus invites us to store up oil, diving into his depth, I want to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke on a couple things here for a minute because this is, this is not the knowledge that God loves me. Oh, I know that God loves me. This is, this is far more than Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's good when you're three, Okay, <laughs> but we have to enter into a, an experience uh, that's more mature. We have to grow in our experience of the love of God. And that moves past the, the knowledge that God loves me. This is different than a profession of faith. This is different than your devotion to God. Far different than your devotion to God or, or your acts of service to him. And, and this is very different than having good theology, or being doctrinally correct on something. 
this is different. This is experiencing firsthand the love of God and, 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 and knowing what that is. And I'm talking about a, a literal experience on an emotional level, on a psychological level, a mental, spiritual, physical level, an experience firsthand of the love of God. Many of you have experienced this, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, but for some of you who haven't, it, there's an invitation saying there's more. This isn't to make you feel condemned or uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had any of that. That's okay. That's okay. Jesus invites you wherever you are right now to take the next step with him. Jesus invites us to go deeper. And I just want to say, I believe there's fresh grace for you to step into new encounters and new experiences with Jesus. I really sense that that's what God is saying to you even now, this morning, that there's fresh grace for you to experience God. Because on the one hand, if you had a powerful encounter with God 20 years ago and that's how you came to faith, I love that. And I want to hear your story. But I also want to hear how you met with him this past week. Like, how did you experience Jesus this last week in your life? How did you experience his love that shifted something in your heart? You know, that, that is what I want to know, what your current experience of the love of God. And I believe that even now God's saying there is fresh grace for you to enter into new experience with him. And some of you are carrying disappointment from the past um, where, where God didn't come through for you in the way that you wanted him to or thought he should, or you've had some bad experiences where things were just kind of done a bit messy maybe in a church. And God's saying the past is past and I'm doing something new. And will you step into what I have for you now? Can you leave those things behind and know that I am offering you something more? Let's receive what he's, what he's saying and doing today. <clears throat> so I just want to ask, you know, when's the last time, when is the last time that, that you experienced Jesus, like, literally lifting a heavy burden emotionally off of you and shifting it? where you've come to him feeling overwhelmed or crushed, and you've left feeling lighter and with perspective. Have you experienced that recently? Where he's pushed back a cloud of depression off your life because you've just, you've just kind of spent time with him. When's the last time you heard him speak identity over you? Where he named you because maybe you'd forgotten who you were? These are, these are normal things that, 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 is off, that are offered to us through intimacy with him. This is the oil of his presence, the oil of that active personal connection with the Holy Spirit, and it's wonderful. And so how do we learn to experience those things? How do we learn to share in that love? And, and I think part of the issue for us is that our hearts have to be resensitized to the Spirit of God. I mean, we are used to, in, in the Western world, we are used to living logically, cerebrally. Is that even a word? I just, <laughs> anyone? I made it up. It's cerebrally. Like, where we're just like, we're living out of this space right here. And anything to do with the spirit realm, we're like, oh, I don't know if that's safe. That's, you know, we, get, we push ourselves away from the reality of who God is. And yet we are spirit beings. We are spirit beings. And we forget that. And it's really important that we learn, we learn to resensitize, our hearts resensitized to the spirit realm. 
to him so that we can receive from him and that the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our spirit are reawakened um, into the reality of who he is. And so this takes time. This takes practice. This evolves over time. And so if this thought is overwhelming to you, it's okay. You just take the next step. You just take the next step in your journey and Jesus is right there with you. Okay, I'm going to pause here, collect my thoughts for a minute. Um, just be sensitive to where the Lord wants to lead us today. <clears throat> There's so many ways for us to experience his love, countless ways, and we've shared a lot of them. We've, sh we've shared series on how to hear God's voice and what he sounds like and how to be open to his spirit. And so I'm not here to share with you every possible way you can encounter Jesus <laughs> or encounter his love. He, he's speaking all the time. He speaks to us from the word of God. He speaks to us through others. He speaks to us just through his, his spirit and in our inner man and in our inner knowing in our spirit. And, but I do want to share with you one practice. So just taking everything that we've talked about, the need to store up oil, the need for that personal connection with the spirit of God, and just boil it down to one takeaway. And something I've been using more recently, and that is breath prayers. I don't think this is anything new. I think this is probably something that's been used for centuries in the church over the years. Um, and so, but it's kind of re-emerging. You know, things tend to do that cyclically, and there's a new wave of it coming. And, and really, there's a huge buzz um, on breath and breath techniques and breath exercises because it's like neurologically proven to help calm you down. Like, what a beautiful gift, you know? There's, there doesn't need to be a separation or a strangeness that we're, we're even talking about this because we are, you know, we're spirit, soul, and body, and God has given us our bodies as a gift to us. And so I love that, you know, what's being even proven scientifically, we can adapt into our Christian walk as well. And so some of you will be even familiar with breath techniques um, but I want to partner it with prayers <laughs> um, in order to experience the love of God. And so I'm hoping that we're just going to talk a little bit about it. And then if it's okay with you, um, we're going to practice it together um, in this safe place, in this safe context. Um, so, so we can just be open to what Jesus wants to do. So I just want to say one more thing with this. Um, as we, we're combining our body's natural rhythm with an activation of faith in our heart towards Jesus. And the reason why this is a safe thing to do is because the focus is on Jesus. Jesus is at the center of what we're doing. So we're not just, we're not just emptying ourselves and, I don't know, trying to connect with oneness with the universe, that, that's the wrong path to take in this technique. When Jesus is at the center and he's the focus, then he creates the safety that we need. And so it's combining our natural um, breathing with focusing on who he is. And that is a, a safe place. And, and when we do that, you know, it's, it's actually very simple. When we just pause, and we've talked about pausing a lot, pausing and being still, and when we pause and, and just acknowledge the presence of God, not just the presence of God around us, the omnipresence, the presence of God within us, then it creates 
this a God consciousness immediately, <laughs> immediately. And sometimes we can think that God is up there, like, I'm trying to reach, I'm trying to reach, where is he come, come down to me? And yet, when you receive Jesus when, um, into your heart, the Spirit of God dwells in you. He cannot get any nearer than that. He's already near. He's already with you. But we forget, and we're distracted, and we're busy, and, and our hearts need to be resensitized to that. And so when we pause and make space for his presence, we're acknowledging that he's already here. We're acknowledging God with us. And it creates this God consciousness. So there are endless prayers that you can pray. I've, I've made some up recently, that one, of, one of which I'm going to share with you. You can, you can find them out online. Um, there's one that we've shared with you before by um, a, a writer named Brennan Manning, who would pray this simple prayer, Abba, I belong to you. And he'd inhale, Abba, exhale, I belong to you, over and over. Abba, meaning Father, I belong to you. I've also heard recently of one where, where people love to meditate on the name of God, the Hebrew name for God, Yahweh, which just means, it's, it means I am. <laughs> it's just the, focusing on his eternal existence. And so this one, you'd have to slow down a little bit, but it's it, breathing in Yahweh. Yahweh. It's just a way to connect. There's not like a formula. It's not a right or wrong, but it's just a way in which you could connect with Jesus. So the last couple of weeks, I just found myself um, praying this. I'd say, I'd inhale, and I'd say, I breathe in the love of Christ. I breathe in the love of Christ, and I exhale the warfare. <laughs> The warfare, what I mean by that is the opposition that I'm feeling in that moment. Whatever the enemy is throwing against me uh, on an emotional level, anger or fear or um, pain, whatever it is, um, where I just feel resistance from the enemy, it's like I pause and I make space for the presence of Jesus and I say, I breathe in the love of Christ and I exhale, <laughs> I exhale the warfare, get rid of it. And I'm making a conscious choice to engage with the Spirit of God. And, and I, love, I love doing this. Actually, I did this recently. I was on my way to pick up the kids. Um, and um, I was probably running late, which is not unusual. So I was probably going a bit faster than I should have, which is not unusual. And I was going up these hills. We like, have to go up and down. Like We're at a hill. We go down to a huge valley. We go up, up another hill. And I had a lot on my mind. And, um, but I, like, so I'm driving in the not necessarily most peaceful state, and I put my hand, I'm driving safely, mind you, I'm not a reckless driver, I'm like, I got my hand on the wheel, and I'm driving, I put my, like, I put one hand on me, and I was like, I breathe in the love of Christ, and I exhale the warfare, and I just did this, I mean, I did not do this very long, I mean, we're talking like 30 seconds, honestly, it wasn't very long at all, and I felt something shift in me, like I just was, for just a moment, I suddenly became so God-conscious that I was unaware of all that had been plaguing me up until that moment, 
this temporary kind of like reconnection with the Spirit of God that I really needed in that moment and his life just like penetrating me and, and, and saturating me. And a shift took place, and that didn't take very long. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't in, like, this perfect, quiet setting by the beach with the waves, like, lapping up at me, you know? Like, it was just, like, normal life. Do you know what I mean? So this is available to us wherever we are, whatever we're doing. So we're going to practice this in just a minute here. Um, Some of you, you know, you may be here. Maybe what I've shared today has felt, like, a little bit over the top or a little bit challenging um, and you're not even sure what you think of it, and, and that's okay. Um, I don't mind that, but I will say there's still an invitation for you in some way with Jesus, and, and maybe when we close uh, in prayer in a minute, um, maybe it's something where if you feel comfortable with, you could, you, could, you could open your hands like this, and you could pray something simple like, God, I'm not sure how I feel about all this. I don't know what this means but I do want to know you more. I do want to experience your love and help me to find that connection that my heart really wants. You know, something simple like that, as that, that being your next step today, that being your starting point. Um, but for the rest of us, we're going to practice this. And um, before I do that, I just want to quickly address just a couple of different um, areas that I know many of us deal with that would kind of block our connection with Jesus right now in this moment. So thank you for sticking with me because I know God's got something for you. So just take a deep breath right now. If you're like, uh, you know, not really sure about this, just take a deep breath. God's here. God's with us and relax. And, and there are two blockages that um, I know that some of us face, even in my, you know, my statement of what we're about to do. Um, and, and one is like the, the fear aspect of like, well, I don't hear from God, and what if I don't experience anything? Um, and I just want to say this is, this is not a pass or fail. <laughs> you can't like get this wrong. You can't fail this. Um, and this is, all this is, is you're, you're, you're offering space to Jesus. You're making yourself available for him to pour out the oil of his presence. And so, just like I said at the beginning, there's, there's a place for you to let go of some of those experiences that you had in the past and the disappointments and the, the fear that would maybe kind of paralyze you a little bit from pressing into this. And so, I just want to encourage you, if that's you, to be willing to maybe just lay that down. Just say, okay, I'm willing to just lay that down, let it go. Um, Jesus, I want more of you, you know? And that's all there is to it. Um, And this is also not about, in terms of like feeling, um, feelings don't quantify what's happening. Okay, so like some of you may feel something really strongly, and, and that's great. Some of you not, may not feel anything at all, and that's okay. And, and the feelings do not, you know, quantify what God is wanting to do in your heart right now. Does that make sense? So the second thing in terms of blocking is like some of you might be in this place where you're like, I don't feel worthy enough to receive God's love. If you knew what I've been doing this last week um, I don't think you'd want me here in this room. <laughs> or if you knew the thoughts that went through my head, do you think Jesus would really want to like pour out his love on me? <laughs> um, and uh, 
that is a myth. That is, that is, that is like, that, Jesus came and died for you while you were yet a sinner. So you will never be worthy enough to receive his love. Ever, 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 ever. So let's just get that out of the window and just receive. Because that's what, that's what God wants to do with you. Does that make sense? So no blockages, no hanging on to past things, no thinking I'm not worthy enough to receive God's love. Um, he died on the cross for you to show you his love. And so that's what he wants to do today. Okay, how's that sound? Are we, everyone with me still? Okay, great. Okay, well, you can close your eyes if you want to. I'm not gonna make you close your eyes. You might want to have your eyes open. If it helps you to concentrate, you may want to close your eyes. Um, And I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. We're going to welcome Jesus in this space. And and then I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. So, true Lord Jesus, we welcome you and we love you. Thank you that you are here. We welcome you. We welcome your presence. We make space for you here. So let's just pause and focus on Jesus. And pay attention now just to your breathing. Don't try to inhale or exhale more than usual, just your normal breathing pattern. Just focus on your breath. And as you inhale, I want you to activate your faith and imagine breathing in his love. Breathing in his love. And you could even whisper these words if you like. I breathe in the love of Christ. I breathe in the love of Christ. And as you inhale, imagine his love entering you, filling your lungs, reaching into your whole body. I breathe in the love of Christ. Take a moment to focus on when you exhale. What do you want to release to him? as you exhale. I breathe in the love of Christ and I release to you my worry. I breathe in the love of Christ and I release to you my hesitation. I breathe in the love of Christ and I release to you my anger. Breathe in his love, breathe out the concerns. Just stay here in this space for just a moment. What are you noticing? Are you aware of God's nearness? Are you feeling anything emotionally or physically? Can you make the choice to press in even more, 
just go a little deeper with this. Does God want to say anything to you? Can you listen? Some of you may find as you're breathing that there's something that needs to come out, a groan or a really deep sigh. It's okay to let that out as well. He's safe and safe to release those things too. Just receive his love, breathe in his love, let him fill you. It's good. It's good. He's here and he's with us and he delights in pouring out his love onto us. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you. Amen. We're going to close with that. Well done. Well done for entering in and making space to experience the love of God. I, I want to hear from you if, if you experienced him in some way. Some of us may have not experienced anything physically, but you just were aware of a bit more peace than you had before. Some of you may have really felt something strongly. Some of you may have become very emotional suddenly, and that's a sign of the, of the presence of God working in you. Sometimes we can go a little deeper, push in a little further. God wants to speak to us through it. He may show you something in a vision and with the eyes of your spirit. He may, um, he may speak to us. Just I want to encourage you to take this practice with you this week and see what God may want to do. It may be in your home, it may be while you're driving, but let's be open to experiencing his love in new ways. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening today. To listen to more messages like this one, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk forward slash podcast. We are looking forward to seeing you soon.